Hello everybody, this is Lady E coming to you with another episode of From Hopeless to Hopefilled. Hopefilled. These messages are for anybody going through something right now. I hope it it touches somebody. I hope it helps somebody get through their pain. Every day I struggle with my pain. Every day I'm struggling with how to cope with my pain and how to turn my energy into positive. And I had a time a few years back where I was ecstatic about life. I was happy, you know, basically just being a kid until something real happened, you know. I was very loving and caring and, you know, random people throwing compliments their way and whatnot just because I woke up this morning and I'm excited that I get another day to go at happiness at joy i'm not gonna lie this these podcasts are helping me talk it out so i don't know if there's anybody out there listening i don't know well obviously i i know that there are some people listening but i don't know how the how it's being received i'm just trying to be as genuine and sincere as possible I'm not pretending for anybody about how I feel now, you know. I can't lie, I'm heartbroken. I've been heartbroken for the past few years now. And um, it was hard at first, you know, when that first blow came, it was hard. And... It's not like it's getting easier because that situation is still current. Um, but I, I can say that I've been learning how to deal, how to cope better with my stress and my disappointments in life. And if anybody has been, if anybody has been in a narcissistic situation before, um it is a hurtful instance if anybody has been in narcissistic situations before please don't let it break you it's not what i've learned from all of this is if you survived if you made it through where you can actually tell your story you're halfway there you survived you know there's a lot of there's people that go through narcissistic situations and may not survive you know um, or be mentally broken and stay that way I'm basically coming to people this podcast as a subtle offense to narcissistic abuse 
into broken spirits. On my Shopify store, I have a Shopify store called Army of Elohim. E-L-O-H-I-M. Still under construction. Um, but one of the shirts that I have in my inventory says, Be in peace, not pieces. You can reconstruct your life. What I've learned is about reprogramming my mind frame. And I've realized that I've lived because of narcissistic abuse that triggered me into being in a perpetual fight or flight type of dynamic. Where even because of how big the situation was in my life, even the slightest offense can be something where I'll be thrown into defense mode and I'm not I'm not gonna lie the people who have triggered me also showed me that I was correct in not trusting them but that doesn't stand true for everybody some people just don't know any better some people aren't trying to be narcissistic we are being programmed to be narcissistic and not care about the next person but I come to you today in defense of using love as an offense. Using the knowledge of narcissistic abuse that you've had as your defense, but also playing offense, playing both sides of the fence. Because like I said, I realized that I've been in a perpetual state of defense. I used to call it, uh, I'm on defense mode. I used to tell people I'm on defense mode. And today I'm gonna start saying I'm on offense mode. You know, and my attack is love. My attack is the Torah, what we know today as the Bible, the instructions in the Torah, how Yah has shown us to show love to other people I know a lot of you have parental issues, um, family issues. In the Bible, it says, honor your mother and father because, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but mainly because how can you ever repay them for what they've done for you in terms of taking care of you, in terms of you being alive? You know what I mean? You, you were produced from a man and a woman into this world and um, that's another reason why I'm against the whole gay agenda that that's basic I'm pro baby I am pro baby I have a one-year-old now I have a gorgeous one-year-old beautiful little girl I have a gorgeous seven-year-old son beautiful little boy I have a, a handsome husband. I have a lot to be grateful for. I'm still alive. I found, you know, this podcast. And I'm not looking for popularity. I'm not looking for top-notch anything. I'm, I'm looking to help others clear their pain. I'm, I'm looking to help you and myself cope better with our depression and realize that 
you're valid for what you feel. You know, anger comes from valid feelings. It's just sometimes it's misplaced. So, depression is such a heavy topic, but I also think it's important that I speak during it because one, it's helping me heal, and two, I'm being as transparent as possible because I feel as though the truth will set you free. And I don't know, maybe I'll talk one day or speak to somebody and land on the aha moment I need to, to turn everything around. But to sit here and say I'm not in constant pain that I don't find myself crying is a lie. And I know there'll be people out there that will think that's funny. You know, there'll be people out there that just want to see me fall. And there are people out there that just want to see you fall. I'm not taking it personally. Neither should you. But I think the the key to depression is is one identifying what has thrown you into that mode of thinking and two how you can use your pain, how you can use what has happened to you as a preventative measure so that these things don't happen down the line like with me and narcissistic abuse I when I when somebody's being controlling and narcissistic or whatever the case is I completely because I'm not healed completely even though I think I'm I'm healed, but of course I'm not, you know, at this moment um, from the pain because I'm not completely healed. And the instances that show me I'm not completely healed is, like I mentioned a few podcasts ago about uh, Airbnb situation I've had, which triggered me because that person was narcissistic, OCD, a liar, but. For anybody going through narcissistic abuse, the advice I'm about to say now is the same advice I should have given myself. When you go through narcissistic abuse, you see red flags. You're not going to see the red flags when you're in the abusive situation. But if you're lucky enough to exit out of the situation, and again, I'm going to say over and over again, if you are in domestic violence, if you're dealing with abuse of any kind, If whatever you're going through on a consistent basis makes you feel low about yourself, where you are in life, what your future looks like, you need to depart from that presence. The world is full of people. Those people that you have around you that are making you feel like shit for being you, you do not need to be around. At this, if you're an adult, at this point in life, you are choosing to be around these people you are allowing yourself to be in constant pain and even though it might hurt to think about leaving your narcissistic 
partner or family member or friend or whatever the I can guarantee that that wave of relief that you get from not having to think about this is I'm gonna get attacked like one one particular situation in the past you know like I said I went into a shelter um, but I was getting attacked by people close to me on a regular basis and this is not one person this is like five on a regular basis and I was scared to to leave but when I did leave this wave of relief came over me because I knew from that moment on as long as I stuck to my decision I did not have to deal with I did not have to deal with the attacks that would have inevitably came my way if I was still there. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what my next steps were. I had absolutely no clue, you know, and I consider myself brave and that's a brave thing to do is to break out of a habitual um, situation in your life to break out of your comfort zone to break out of what's familiar and, and to step into the unknown sometimes stepping into the unknown is the best thing you could do for yourself like because that shows you know you're worth something better I hope you, if you're going through a domestic situation if you're going to, through mental abuse emotional abuse you know what it feels like especially if it's at the hands of people that are close to you you know co-workers you could just completely ignore them just find the strength to practice ignoring not to the point where you're a cold-hearted person but practice ignoring but when it comes to like people you have to deal with you know people that share bloodline with you um you, you're gonna have to ignore their comments they don't give them anything if they're saying something destructive then you know respond with no response that's I believe that's called gray rocking well gray rocking is being boring like a person saying something to rouse something from you and you're not you know responding the way they want you to respond you're ignoring them you're just mm-hmm and uh-huh and sure whatever you say um, type of responses then that typically will take the energy out of that instance with narcissists they want to put you on defense mode they want to have you feel like you constantly have to protect yourself because when you get over the edge you're going to um, be triggered and you're going to overreact to things even though even though you have every valid reason to react to them the way you do you are not reacting to it in a way where the next person will see you and say something's going on you know the instead what the narcissistic what the person wants to do is to devaluate your whole stance your whole being and basically before you even speak to the next person about 
what you're going through that narcissistic individual more times than none has already spoken to who you're trying to defend yourself against and told them that you're crazy and then when you get triggered you're not really when you get triggered you're not really paying attention to the people around you the audience or whatever you're just paying attention to the fact that you're being attacked and we all have to use discernment when it is right for you to attack back and if you do attack back please be aware of the way you do it conscientiously don't do it in a subconscious way I would suggest not to do it in a subconscious way um, because people are fake and they all want to make it seem like everything is okay all the time I don't hardly ever see people crying even if you know like something big has to happen to see somebody cry which is ridiculous because that is a, a way see it's funny the devil works in mystery I mean the devil works constantly to try to block messages but I'm talking to you guys and a dude doing leaf blowing you know comes in front of my vehicle out of all the vehicles in the parking lot to start his blowing session um, but anyways um, the point of the narcissist like I said crying is a, an um, emotion we all have you know it's a reaction and it seems like society does not let you react properly to the things that are happening to you. Instead, we're all supposed to put on a, a tough persona and act like we not only don't care, act as if we don't care about anything that's going on with us. So it makes it harder for you to care about what's going on with the next person. Do you know what I mean? If you can't stand up for yourself, how can you possibly stand up for your kids, your grandkids, or anybody else? And being able to stand up for yourself in a proper way, where you're able to deliver your concern, to tell the person to back off, and still be able to maintain your sanity and dignity. Um, the narcissist is not looking for you to be empowered empowered in that way because that takes away their control from you and they're banking on you not knowing how to deal with your emotions so anybody going through narcissistic abuse we all have to learn to deal with our emotions in a healthy way whether it be confronting whether it be and unless somebody has is physically attacking you there's no reason to initiate physical attack in a way which and learn to defend yourself in a way that is mature that a, you know if a child is in the audience that that child can learn from your example how to deal with the negative situation in a loving and positive way and it's hard to stay loving and positive in a world so 
vein where everybody thinks of self everybody thinks about what makes them more important in other people's eyes but the problem is they're not cultivating their importance in their own eyes and a lot of people will a lot of people who do try to give this mask of certainty of security like self-security a lot of these people become narcissists because they're trying to protect their ego but they're living lies they're living lies because they're in constant offense mode and there may not be anything to to protect at that moment or to, to be attacking. You're on defense mode, they're on offense mode. Something's telling me deep inside that in order to switch up the dynamic, you have to switch up the roles. You try being on offense mode and let them inevitably get into their, their defense mode. I apologize about my baby girl, but She's excited about life and I'm not gonna stop her. Um, we'd have to be in offense mode. And I looked up offense mode and Google offense with sports. And to, to be on defense means you're protecting something. So. If you really think about narcissism, like I said, narcissists are trying to protect their egos. So what they're doing is they're trying to put you in a position where you are trying to protect your ego, but you're not used to it. So it's not in a subtle way. It's you're protecting it from from attack. But in the definition of offense for sports means the action of attacking or engaging an opposing team with the objecting objective of scoring points or goals. Thank you for your time. I'll continue later on or part two.